0: Power Sports Performance Products. I'm not sure if you guys have heard about our F&I company that we uh, have out there for our clients, but Sam and I have heard enough banter out there about we haven't heard a lot about it. We've never heard anything about it. Why don't you guys talk about it that we decide to put together a short 20-minute episode on it? You guys will see in the first couple of minutes that we have severe hesitation about any form of something of a podcast that looks like marketing. So have a listen, understand what it is, and then we are pass it over it. You won't hear about it again. Enjoy this podcast. We're going to do
1: our best to get new thinking out there. There's going to be discussions centered around growth and new thinking. That's where those great ideas come from, exploring them together. Nuggets that you can go back and put into your
0: dealership that'll help you make more money. This is garage. Garage Cast. Okay, so. This is going to be a little bit of a departure, which is making Sam and myself, I wouldn't say nervous, but we're probably going to do something <laughs> that we are both not necessarily comfortable with. Would you agree massive,
1: with that? Massive, massive, shameless sales pitch coming.
0: <laughs> it's actually warning, not a sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a sales pitch, gang. This is actually an explanation. So <laughs> uh, so, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about Power Sports Performance Products, which is a uh, Sam and mine. It's, it's our finance company. Now, some of you may be scratching your head going, what the hell are you talking about? Some yeah. of you are like, okay, we've already heard about this. So don't hang up. don't Don't press stop and go somewhere else. And then some of you are going to be like, what are you talking about? I've never heard of this. So first and foremost, why are we coming out of our skin? Because to a fault, you can call Sam and me a lot of things. And and you would be spot on. What I don't think you could call either one of us are shameless sales pitchers or marketing for ourselves, our brand, our companies.
1: I think we do actually a pretty poor job at doing that. Would you agree, Sam? Well, I, I think we suck at that. And I think Ed Lemko burned it into our brain that a 20 Club is not the opportunity for a sales pitch. You didn't come to a 20 Club to be pitched. So we probably do not talk about the products that we have nearly as often, even though we have dealers that are reaching out like, Hey man, does anyone do this? And we're like, what do you mean? Does anyone do that? Yeah, we do that. Whether it's management academies or right. online training or speaking gigs or whatever it happens to be. And it's simply because Ed burned it into our head to to not mm-hmm. pitch during that. So you and I are very gun shy about doing yep. so
0: and that may come across gang as hubris like oh we don't need to market ourselves that's not true it's not it's not what it is it's more from a standpoint of hey we would love to come in your dealership and train your people we would love to give that speech we would love for you to join our 20 comes but we both feel very insecure in pitching that kind of stuff mm. so anyway so now we've explained you know why
1: yeah i just you know we're going to talk about our guy from P3 the name of the company power force performance products who calls on dealers, who has dealers say, I don't believe you. What do you mean you're so affiliated with Sam and Tony? I have no idea what you're talking about. So for everybody who's heard us bring up P3 in a meeting, we've got, I would bet you, Tony, 30 to 40% of our dealer base, our client base has no idea what P3 is. Hence this totally podcast. Totally agree with you. And that is why
0: we're doing this because we have enough people telling us what are you talking about with your finance company? So now that we're talking about this, we're we're just going to explain what it is and why we did this. And then it's up to you to decide once again, whether you want to join this or not. So first and foremost, let's talk about the genesis of this. There I was sitting there at home one day working away and sam came to me with another one of his hey let's launch a rocket to mars uh thoughts (laughs) but this one
1: those are good those are 90 percent of them are cash cows
0: yeah exactly so uh, this one caught my attention and it was that hey man we should start our own finance and insurance company and sam explain how quickly explain how you got this
1: idea in your head well I, i was working with a prominent Marine organization and they white label their own F and I products. And during the conversation, at some point, we're like, "Well, hang on. We know that dealers bounce between F and I providers based on different value statements. What if our value statement was completely different than any other F and I provider? Mm-hmm. And we got a, a a strong, been in the industry forever provider to white label some products for Garage Composites, and then we had an ability to kick back some extreme value to our dealers. Why wouldn't we just have our own?" F&I provider yeah. and be in this selection when dealers are looking to choose a different provider.
0: Exactly. So let, let's go to the first thing all of you are thinking about when we're, we're talking about this was the initial reason for us to start an F&I company was to make money. Sure. So let's just get it right out there. Um, that's another thing that we're just gonna be blatant and saying is that everybody that's listening to this podcast, whether you're a, a vendor, whether you're a dealer, whether you're a manufacturer or you work for a manufacturer, or whoever's listening to this, it is our goal, every one of us, to make money. But we thought, okay, how can we make money and how can we remain dealer advocates? Because that's another thing that you will hear Sam and myself say time and time again is if the dealer comes first, we're in. If everybody makes money in the industry, cool, we're in. If it's just that the, you know, the manufacturer or the vendor or the product is making all the money, then we're we're not much interested in that. So we wanted to make sure that we kept the dealer advocate model. So that's the first thing, okay? And then we also were very mindful that we wanted to make the products as relevant to the dealer not just the provider. So I'm not I'm not looking to sell products that are benefiting just me as the F&I products provider. I want to make sure it's working for the dealer as well.
1: No, I'm just throwing an example of that, right? So any other F&I provider out there, you sell a product. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a gap product or a theft product or tire and wheel or whatever it happens to be. On the boating side of the fence, it could be appearance protection, whatever it happens to be. If you sell an, a product at the F&I office, there is a dollar amount that comes into the business from the provider of that product, and it's usually per contract. Call it, let's just call it fifty bucks for the sake of math, right? So, if fifty dollars comes in, that means the provider took a portion of that, and you received a portion of that, right? And and that fifty, the other fifty dollars, if you will, that went to the provider, you never see that. That goes straight to the profitability of the provider, and it's that portion that Tony and I were like couldn't we kick some of that back as a credit towards future garage composites products and get a win-win all the way around so the dealer could sell the product and have a credit on the ledger for dues, management academies, whatever it happened to be? So that was the, how do we make it all the way around win for everybody? Hence the dealer advocacy piece of that. Yeah, which we're going to explain that a little bit farther when we get down to one of
0: these other points. But that's that's a point well well received is that For any money that we're going to make, how can we give some of that money back to the dealer? Okay. So we've already explained, listen, that when you come to a 20 club, it is not our intent to market our stuff. You know, again, we do a poor job of saying, you know, we hold these great management training academies. We do in dealership training. We do speaking gigs. We have wheelhouse college training, name it. We do all kinds of training in the industry. You're not going to come to a 20 club and hear more than probably one to one and a half minutes. If that of us saying, hey, we have this management training academy starting or a service training academy starting in November. Here's the address to get in touch with Neil. Here's the price. Okay, let's move on. Like the, to, our, to our own detriment, we do that, right? So we've already got,
1: got past our insecurity on that. So let's, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> well, I think it's so- <laughs> important, Tony. Let's just throw it out there. Totally our fault. Yeah. We, we do it to the detriment of clients not even know something, knowing some of the products that we have available. And so True. Uh, this is certainly one of them that we catch the most heat from, but people don't know. So we want to put some light on it. So more of the why
0: of creating our own finance company. Number one was client retention. If I'm already doing business with you in the 20 Club space, or we've given speeches, or we work with you as a manufacturer, or etc., 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 what is another way that we can entangle... The client into the culture of what we do on the GC side, and and translate that into an F and I company, right? So that's that was another main reason was entanglement.
1: Well, and part of that entanglement, it really presents a different entry point for a dealer to come into our scope of work. Some people come in through twenty clubs. Some people come in through uh, a speech that was given. OEM events that are out there, and if if people find us from the F and I side of the fence, then they're more likely to maybe start reporting their numbers, reporting only, and so it's just it's a different entry point as well, as well as being that client retention through entanglement.
0: Another one is dealership profitability. We are a company that is is about being profitable in all five profit centers: sales, F and I, pre-owned parts, accessories, pro shop. And uh, service. That seems like I just rattled off like 10. But really, it's sales is one. F&I is two. Pre-owned in any space is three. Number four would be the parts and accessories or the pro shop and marine. And number five would be the service department. Okay. so, So we're all about client profitability. We want you to be as profitable as
1: you can be in the finance and insurance office as well. I'm going to put a caveat on that profitability because we always talk about two pieces of the equation. I want you to be the most profitable dealership while also maintaining the highest CSI scores or net promoter scores. And we do that by offering experiences and good quality products that have good backing to them. And I believe we have that certainly with P3.
0: And then you know the, the last of the reasons is, goes back to that profitability of the dealer, which if you've listened to any of these, I don't know, we're on 130 episodes now-ish. If you've listened to any of them, dealership profitability has come out of our mouths maybe, I don't know, seven trillion times. And so that that's what that's what we're all about, man. If we can help to do that, then then that's what we want to do. Okay. So then let's go back to this solution, Sam, and, and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but yep. I want to talk about this. You know, if you make you said 50, hundred bucks, 50 bucks. If if you're making, if the finance company is making that money and putting into the bank, we thought, why don't we split that with the dealer and offer it towards products that they're already probably paying
1: for at a dealership level. So explain that. Yeah. I I probably didn't set it up right because I said 50, which was the part that the dealer would retain. So let's just go with 100. If $100 was made on that product and that $100 is split between the dealer and the provider, I don't care the split, call it 50-50 for the sake of this math right now. If a portion goes to the provider, the portion that goes to the provider, you never see again. right? And, and it was that component that Tony and I thought, Hey, man, why don't we just make less on that for all the reasons above for entanglement, for right, all the long-term effects of that and have the dealer win and set the other amount aside as a credit towards the GC product. So yes, you can apply that to your dues. Yes, you could apply that to management academies, in dealership speaking, in dealership training. Whatever you want to do, if it's a GC product we will come across, and I say across because this is a separate company from Garage Composites, but that credit will come across into your Garage Composite account to offset some portion of your dues or your expenses on this side of the fence.
0: If your F&I provider is making $100 off you selling, a, let's just call it GAP, okay? just throwing something out there in round numbers. They're making $100. They just take that $100, put it in the bank. They make that money. What we're doing is we're splitting a percentage of that for the dealers, we keep track of that. And you have X amount of money to spend towards different things, which we're going to get into in a second. So I was going to move on to FABs, but Sam, go
1: ahead. Yeah. Before before you do it, just like the instant thought I had is if I'm listening to this, like, well, what percentage, what percentage do you split? And much like your other I providers, it's a range. It's based on how many products you're producing and which product it is that you're selling. So we're happy to go through all that with you if you want to reach out to us. But um, it's, it's a standard program. We have the full suite of products and the the biggest question, Tony, I think a lot of dealers have when we say we have the full suite of products is do we have reinsurance? What do you say to that? Well, we do have reinsurance and
0: let let's put that at the very end. Let's let's first explain kind of like the FABs of the product. So you you start to bank up money with us, which we keep track of, and then you can start doing things like putting that money towards things that you're already doing. 20 Club. A lot of dealers that are out there that that want to join our 20 clubs realize that it's an expensive endeavor, not only paying the dues, but planes, trains, automobiles, hotel rooms, food, being away from the dealership. They're like, that's a, that's a huge commitment. You can now start putting that money towards your 20 clubs. We also have our management training academies for general managers, for our service managers, for sales we're now starting up finance and insurance management training academy again. Um, you can now take some of that money or if not all of it, and you can put a student into one of our training academies. You want to have sales training. You want to have finance and insurance training from Steve Dodds. You want Schooley or myself or somebody come into your dealership. You can use that towards credits to bring them in as well. So there's a myriad of things that you can use that money for.
1: Yeah. And and I, I just want, to make it known that we have dealers right now who are offsetting 100% of their dues and in dealership training and management academies collectively. There's offsetting all of that based off of what they're generating in the finance department and getting that training, if you will, for free. It's obviously not for free. It's your money. It's coming right back to you.
0: So that's the first thing that you can do. And like Sam said, we have dealers that are, in essence, just hanging paper in the F&I office doing a good job of it. And now as a result of that, they do not pay their 20 club dues. Uh, They don't train or they don't get a a bill for uh, in dealership training, so on and so forth. So it's, it just, it's reciprocal. It just goes in this cycle. Okay. The next thing is if it makes sense for your dealership and at your level and how much you actually write F&I paper, if it makes sense for you guys to do reinsurance, we're not hiding reinsurance. We're, right off the get-go telling you we have a reinsurance proposal for you guys to look at to see if you can put more money into your pocket as a deal as a dealer base i'm not going to get into that sam on this podcast because again Mm -mm. that gets deep and it needs to be explained by robert our national sales rep but we're not hiding that and we're not waiting for a dealer to come to us and ask about it we're telling you if it makes sense if it pencils correctly let's get you into that again because again dealership profitability is what we're
1: after here. Let me touch on the provider here for a second, Tony, because I think it's important. Like, It's not a fly-by-night provider. Our product provider is a nationally reputable provider who's been around for multiple decades. They play in automotive, power sports, marine, RV, and the trailer industry. Right, So it's uh, it's across the board. They're not going to be gone tomorrow. (laughs) That's not who we're hooking up with.
0: Yeah. So trusting a known provider is really good with that. And then Not only that, to end on the FABs, features, advantages, and benefits, is you have a trust in a known provider for Sam and Tony's company. Meaning, we've been in business. We've been doing this in this industry for decades now. right? And we come from a really good lineage of people that the industry can trust. So if you trust our name and what we do for you guys, you can trust in our finance and insurance company. So they're you're getting into bed with a known provider that you've been doing business with for many, many years. So, okay, dude, there it is. That's the uncomfortable part. Now, now let's (laughs) talk about,
1: yeah. I don't know. I think the uncomfortable part is Robert. We should talk about Robert.
0: Yes. Robert. He, um, he's our national sales rep. His name is Robert Ward. Okay. First thing I got to tell you about Robert Ward. He has flowing locks of hair, long, golden. Uh, yeah, he's, big and muscular. He likes to brag about his big thighs and he wears skinny jeans and all this stuff. But no, all jokes aside, Robert Ward is our national sales rep. He's a good kid. He came from the auto industry. He He's not a hard sales guy. At least I don't think he is. I think the only thing we can say about Robert that he's been accused of is he talks a lot. Um, <laughs>
1: steals, the, steals the spotlight at the uh, group dinners for sure.
0: But we, talk to us about Sam, about 20 club attendance.
1: Look, we, we, it's called the Chinese wall, right? Because we have a separate company that we're trying to allow inside the boundaries of a 20 club where you have all of your numbers on display. And we've been hesitant about doing this in the past. Um, and we're going to be sensitive to it as we move forward with this uh, because your numbers are in there and you didn't sign off on Robert being in the room. The hope is that you have trust in the fact that Robert is representing Sam and Tony with this F&I company. Robert's in there simply to chime in where he thinks appropriate on the F and I side of the fence based on that moderator's leeway of of letting him jump into the conversation. So he's just there to get to know you. If he can offer some advice on the F and I side of the fence, cool. He'll probably attend a group dinner. And if you choose to, you know, follow up with him and pursue that product, great. It's it's very much a, a soft, I I, I hate it to even call it a pitch. It's not even a soft pitch. It's just a building of relationships and if your group, we're going to pull the groups in advance. And if your group decides that no, thank you, then that's fine. He won't be at that event. If you guys are cool with it, then uh, you'll get to meet him and have group dinner with him. I think you're going to find him incredibly personable and knowledgeable.
0: Yeah. Then the next thing is, and we're just covering our base. This is like our last bullet point is we get this question a lot. Do I get GC trainers or do I get P3 trainers? Now, listen, Robert will come into your store for sure. And Robert has gone through the Dodds training system and you know, I'm not going to sit here and talk about who's better at training what, but listen, Steve Dodds has a great, a great following out there. Can I use my, my credits from P3 to get Steve Dodds to come in and train my F&I department? Absolutely. You can. Yes. Can I get Schooly to train my sales staff? Absolutely can. Tony, Sam, can can we get... Listen, at the end of the day, if our schedules allow, most certainly you can, you can get any of us in there. We will get you scheduled and you can use your credits that you have earned from selling F&I products to come in and get your people trained by GC staff. Most certainly you can.
1: You know, as a rep, you will see Robert when he gets you signed up in your store, but he's not a dedicated trainer on the road. I think that's a question mark that came up in the past. Yeah. Um, he know He knows... Like you said, he's been through Daz's training. He knows the proper way to handle it. He could read the composite, and walk you through some of those pieces. But yeah, the idea is to set the credit up. You have the credit in the account. GC pays the trainer to come to you and uh, off to the races we go.
0: Okay, so there you go. How do you get in touch with all of these entities? You want more information? www.p3fi.com.
1: Do I have to say WWW? Do we still have to say that, Tony? WWW. W-
0: that- w World Wide Web. Yes, absolutely. The old dudes say WWW. Yeah. P. Well, the then number you three- should be saying it. You're the oldest guy on this <laughs> podcast, so you should most certainly say it.
1: I think JB's got us beat on the editing yeah. side
0: of the fence. You want to get in touch with Robert? Robert at P3FI.com. the number three, F-I.com. So p3fi.com and robert at p3fi.com.
1: That's also the the website name. If you just go to p3fi.com, you'll go straight to our website and you can click a link to get in touch from there as well.
0: All right, man. That's 21 minutes in of what I feel was shameless self-promotion. I hope there were some explanations here. I hope this answered some of your questions. I hope you please don't see this as a sales pitch i'm sure now going to get a lot of texts and emails saying that don't ever pitch me again like that so there you go we did it finally yeah
1: yeah and, and i think uh next week we got a special guest coming on that you guys are really going to enjoy so uh, we got we actually got several lined up so look forward to that
0: okay man get back to your tuesdays i hope you have a fantastic tuesday so for sam Dancer, i'm tony gonzalez this has been garage Cast. we will see you next week
1: thanks everybody